Hello, hello. Today we're speaking with Ali Egan, founder and CEO of Veracity Skincare. If you're like so many of us and have noticed that your skin needs change over time with various stages of your cycle, pregnancy, postpartum, hydration, stress, sleep, etc., etc., and the things that supposedly help are not doing the trick, Ali is here to save the day. We have a great conversation about bio-individual needs when it comes to skincare, and a lot of it has to do with your environment. From hormones to endocrine disruptors, we discuss the down and dirty details of what your body actually needs for healthy skin and how veracity is catapulting the industry forward for women's needs. Enjoy. I'm curious, by the way, remind me where you are in the US of A. Yeah, I'm in New York City. Okay. And are you a born and raised? Are you a... No, nope. Like a lot of us, I'm transplant. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I am uh, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Oh, so you're still an Eastie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm pretty much East Coast through and through. Uh, Philadelphia, then I went to Virginia for college, then I went to... Then I went, moved to New York, and then I went to Boston for grad school, and then back to New York. So just been bouncing up and down I-95. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back and forth. Um, my husband is also from Pennsylvania. We met when we were living in New York City. And man, there's just, I just, there's just something about the Northeast that you cannot replicate anywhere else that is both wonderful. I feel like it's like anywhere else. It's, there's this love-hate relationship, right? It's like... yeah. I think it's like part the part of you that you don't want to admit that you like, but you need, you know, it's like, for me, it's like sort of the type A-ness, like, yes, <laughs> get stuff done, uh, whatever, <laughs> which like, there's a beauty to that, that like, culturally, that's like the norm. And then there's also like a, we need to chill out every once in a while type of <laughs> <That's> uh, <right>. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. We're on the chill out portion of our lives. We're in Seattle right now. So we're living that Pacific Northwest. Like uh, everything is about life balance, quality of life, which is great when you have kids. But it's I feel like if you've right, lived right. in New York and you've suffered through New York, for lack of a better term, there's just always something about <laughs> it when you're not there that you're like, man, I just miss it's like I don't even want to call it the struggle but just the intensity and like the vibrance of the city is unlike anything else yeah well it's almost like you have daily accomplishments because nothing is as easy as it should be like even like taking my <laughs> son I, taking my son out of our building like I have to like go up this like huge ramp on in the basement of our building and then try to like prop open a door and push him out and like I'm just we just moved so I'm like waiting for the winter when that's like icy and I'm like oh that'll be that'll be a fun but <laughs> oh my gosh yes the stroller schlep is something I do not miss but I do miss having kids in the city is so much fun and there's I feel like because maybe because there aren't more parks there's just something so magical about hanging out in Central Park with your kids. Oh yeah no it's so nice we're like two blocks away from the park and there's like there's you don't even realize before you're a parent that there's literally like it's like a children's dream world because there's like basically a mini park every like two blocks within Central Park where there's like yeah like a water thing or a slide or swings or whatever it's it's awesome i was just about to ask have you guys been to the water castle uh you know what it's one of those things where i'm sure my i'm sure my son has been because he goes out with my nanny um but i sadly have not been there yeah oh man it's so much fun my i just have all of these memories that are coming up that are cropping up of that water castle and my my older daughter when she was like i don't know 3 years old 4 years old and we used to just go and you know, in the heat of summer in New York and just get soaked and have squirt gun fights for hours and hours and hours. Oh, that sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah, the best. I love Central Park. 
Anyway, now I'm going to get very nostalgic. But anyway, do you have, does your business have a brick and mortar in New York or are you strictly um, distribution? No, we're all direct consumer and we just launched, um, we actually launched our, the beginning of our concept via like our content and sort of providing, um, information about like skin and health and hormonal health, um, at the end of last year, end of 2020. And then we launched our, um, skin and health tests and our skincare line, um, like a month ago, just a little over a month ago. Oh my gosh. So you're brand new. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love the concept, by the way. I love and this is something that we talk a lot on the podcast about, but it's also a huge part of what I do in fitness. I love the concept of individualized care because as we know, no two bodies are made the same, right? And so the idea yeah. that I can go to you, I can do a skin test, I can figure out exactly what I need for my skin and then be able to have specific, specialized, individualized, have a treatment plan based on that is so smart and so needed and especially with a focus on clean products and paying attention to what's going into what you're putting on your skin. But I want to let you talk all about that because I would love for you to be able to share how you got there, what motivated you, why you know it's so important. So I guess let's just start with that. What? How did you what motivated you to get started with this? Yeah, well, sadly, I, and I think um, a lot of great ideas come out of hardship, but sadly, it was through like a personal struggle. Um, because I, you know, I was a executive in sort of the beauty and fashion world in New York. And um, I love my job. I mean, I loved working in the industry, but I didn't necessarily, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but not necessarily like the ambition to be like, I must start my own brand type thing. Like I really, if it were ever going to be the case, I was like, I need to do something different and have a real like reason to exist versus just doing it for the sake of doing it. Right. And so it, it started actually when I was um, a student in business school and you know, I, I know so many women have been through a very similar experience where essentially out of nowhere, something happened and my skin changed. And I started getting these um, dry, flaky patches um, kind of above my eyes and was like, whoa, this is like freaky. It was like, you know, dryness that you can't just like put a little moisturizer and, and be done with. Um, and so I saw my dermatologist, um, of course, started Googling everything under the sun and you know, both sources told me like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's it's just contact dermatitis, like something is irritating your skin. Yeah. So I would like cut everything out, like literally stop using cleanser and my moisturizer and serum and all that stuff. Um, and nothing seemed to work. And so essentially I just dealt with this, you know, this dryness like coming back and forth for almost four years. Um and it wasn't until I was trying to start a family with my husband and we weren't having success. So, um, I went in for fertility testing and they tested my hormones and uncovered that I had, um, an issue with my thyroid, which ended up being the direct cause of, of both my infertility as well as my skin problem. And, and the crazy thing is like, once I got treatment for that and, you know, got on uh, thyroid medication and changed my diet, i literally never had the skin issue again. Since the original idea just came from like my own like realization that you know I here I was having worked I worked at like during this time I had worked at some of the best skincare brands in the world. I was at La Mer, um, Clinique and Origins. I was seeing, you know, my doctor and like yet yeah, I didn't have the tools to 
you know, help me understand the real root cause of what was going on in my skin to, you know, at the time just to figure out my skin. But then like, it has all these potential, like big underlying health implications. And I'm like, you know, they're, how cool would it be if we can start something that really melds the world of like healthcare and beauty and wellness in, in a substantial way that can help people and can help them understand, you know, specifically what's right for them. I mean, as, as you talked about, like we, we live in this, like, sort of Google culture where, you know, you Google the best serum or the best (laughs) Uh workout or whatever. And it's like this one single thing. And maybe it's a great thing, but you don't know what's going on in your body or you're predisposed to. And so maybe it's not the best thing for you and at that time. And so, you know, I think that that's what needs to change in, in skincare and fitness and a whole bunch of, you know, areas. And so that's what we're trying to do at Veracity. Um, so we create it along with a team of amazing doctors across like, you know, with a real like whole health approach rather than just skin or just, you know, um, hormones, et cetera. But, you know, with a team of doctors across dermatology, endocrinology, OBGYN, functional medicine and nutrition and created, um, veracity and our skin and health tests. Um, and then, you know, we really wanted to have the, the diagnostic solution that would tell you like what's going on in your body and what you should do about it. And then also be able to provide people the actual product solutions to get results. Right. Cause like if you, if you have, you know, a skin issue, whether it be acne or dryness or accelerated aging or, or whatever the thing is, you, you want to be able to get results too. And so, um, we created our skincare line, which is also aligned with the overall mission of the brand of being you know, science and hormonally health driven. So everything is developed with a PhD in hormonal health and verified um, hormone safe or what's called endocrine disruptor free. So that also means it's safe for pregnancy and breastfeeding, which is amazing. And, and it actually works, um, which is the other uh, must have part from my perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so huge because I feel like, like you were saying, Google it, any blog, any website, any anything is going to say top five best serums, top five best moisturizers, right? And that's fine, except that that doesn't take the bioindividuality into account. And so you guys are doing this test, which by the way, so if you're doing a saliva test to look at hormones and pH, not only is that informing you about how to give them the best skincare, but that's also giving them a huge insight into their own health beyond skincare. I mean, obviously the root issue of having healthy skin is a very important thing to understand. But then that gives you so much more insight just into how your body is functioning and allows people, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is people are coming to you for skincare, but they're actually coming to you for healthcare too, which is really cool. Well, and that's the exciting thing about it. Yeah. Because like, I like, honestly, my personal mission is like, if we can get people like a lot of times where you notice changes in your body or symptoms that could be, could just be on the surface level, but could be signs of bigger imbalances. Like it's through your skin. Cause that's what you look at in the mirror every day. Right. It's not necessarily vanity. It's just what you happen to notice. Um, and so if you can like, you know, through, through skin, get people on this like journey to better overall wellness, like that's so exciting. And um, you know, and help them, you know, improve whatever it is they're, you know, like whether it would be me and hopefully finding, like, I truly believe if I had found out I had like a thyroid issue four years in advance of like trying to get pregnant, like I wouldn't have had 
the issues that I had. And so personally, like, it's like, you know, there's, in my case might be an extreme case, but even just like subtle imbalances where you don't realize like an estrogen dominance is building up and estrogen dominance can, you know, lock down the line lead to, you know, insulin intolerance and type two diabetes and, and not, it's not scary. Like in our purposes, never to scare people. It's just like, Hey, this is where you're at. And like, you can take really easy steps by like adding a couple things to your diet or doing a couple different exercises that, that really help to rebalance you and get you in a state where you're not like continually, you know, getting out of whack. And so, you know, that was important to me too. Like, you know, I'd worked at all these skincare brands. And then when I thought about building, what's our product, like I had to bring people in that have like totally different skills and, and could help us, you know, cause with your results, you get obviously skincare recommendations, but also personalized diet lifestyle. So think like exercise, sleep, um, and supplement recommendations. And so, you know, that's beyond the expertise of like a normal, you know, beauty marketer, for example. Um, and so we really built, built both this medical team, um, and, uh, and other experts to, to help us, you know, bring, bring the science together to get, um, really meaningful, like personalized, um, insights and recommendations. That's so amazing. And, you know, I feel like we were taught as kids and this goes for so many things too, just the misinformation or the partial information that gets misinterpreted and then mass publicized. We were taught as kids, don't eat chocolate. It's going to give you acne. Don't eat dairy. It's going to give you acne. Right. And then and then on the flip side, no, food has nothing to do with your acne. You need to wash your face with Noxzema, right? And it's like it's, right, it's right. these all or nothing, very basic, very blanket statements that are just then publicized and placed in front of everyone. But they're oftentimes conflicting uh, and they're sort of marketed as like a one size fits all. Like if you use if everyone uses Noxzema, that was the big thing when I was a kid. And, you know, then I don't remember. I don't know which hazel was always a thing, but I just I just remember growing up constantly washing my face with noxema, putting witch hazel on, and then going about my day. I didn't even moisturize. Yeah. But, you know, that was what I was told because that's what I read in the magazines. The magazine said, use these things, then go about your day. You're going to be fine. Right. Um, and, and I wasn't diagnosed with my first – that's not true. I was diagnosed lactose intolerant from very early age. What was misunderstood, though, was I actually didn't have a lactose intolerance. I had an intolerance to casein, so specifically mm. the protein in cow's milk. Yeah. And so – even though I was drinking lactose-free milk and taking lactate when I would have dairy, I still would have. Oh, so you still felt. Yeah, I was still yeah. so oh, sick. Man. That's that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I finally got a solution. And then you're like, nope, like still feel like crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, I mean, over time, I had many other allergy diagnoses as well. And now that we're discovering that that's all connected to autoimmune issues. And it's like, it's taken, you know, 20, 25 years of following the breadcrumbs right to yeah. find out like what else is going on and the only reason that i have followed those breadcrumbs and found that more things are connected to more things and now we're at a point where we're discovering that all of that is related to autoimmune issues which is related to my endometriosis which is like wow. everything is connected yeah but the only reason that we're discovering that is because honestly because of companies like yours and because of progressive medical professionals that say, hey, let's look for the root cause and not just put a Band-Aid over it, right? Let's not yeah. just decide that you should take lactate every day and then you're going to be fine. Right. But like, let's start asking deeper questions. Let's deep dive into your specific individual body. And that 
that obviously goes for skincare as well, because like you're saying, it's not if it's something like advanced aging or like acne or dermatitis, it's those aren't just things that just happen, which I think is what we were told for so long. Yeah. And then and now we get to be in this. I guess, stage of curiosity in the industry where now we're starting to ask questions and dive deeper. And that is becoming more normalized, which is so exciting because we do have to re-educate people and reframe the way that people think about how they're taking care of their bodies. It's like, we just need to make it easier too. So like, you know, like your 20 year journey, like, I feel like I've similarly have been on like a crazy multi-year journey. And it's like, it's like my goal is that, you know, women going forward and people going forward, like, yeah, we're all going to have our own personal health discovery journey. Cause you need like, that's, that's what, you know, you need, but like, let, let's make that journey. So it's like a few months and not like years of questioning and learning. And it's like, we have these, you know, resources and testing and, and, um, and so just, you know, bringing it all together and, and honestly, like, it's like self-solving for the way our medical industry has evolved. And, and I love, like, you know, I have so much respect for practitioners. It's like, but they, you know, they're, they're, the system has taught them to like uber specialize, right? Like dermatologists know skin, um, you know, your OB literally knows how to deliver a baby. Um, and they just aren't educated on the other, you know, root causes and drivers. Um, so it's like, we as a culture have just been like trusting these people and, and the, you know, what you should be trusting them for is their area of expertise, not just like their sort of overall care and life advice. And that's where like, we all need to just like be, sort of personally proactive. Ooh, that's such a good point. Personally proactive. I love that. Because yeah, like you're saying, even even within their individualized care, right? I go, so I went to, I'm very, very pale. I have lots of freckles and moles on my body. I do my due diligence. I go to my dermatologist. I make sure everything's <laughs> under <too>. control. Yeah. <laughs> I went to my dermatologist, uh, let's see, maybe six months ago. Um, cause I had had a couple of moles lanced and they were doing biopsies and then they just did a full everything to just do a, you know, to just make sure everything was okay. And he was going, going over my yeah. body and he got to my scalp and he was looking at my scalp and he was like, oh, well, you know, dandruff is normal in postpartum because, you know, a lot of moms don't have time to shower. <laughs> I was like... Oh my I gosh! Was like, mm, mm, I didn't. I didn't well, say anything. Well, that's also great. That's so insulting. It's, it is so insulting. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I actually had, I had postpartum dandruff, and it was not because no, I was because not of, showering. It was because some crazy that's like exactly right. hormone changes were going on, <laughs> exactly and my right. skin was like my. You know, you have skin on your head, and it's like WTF. Right. That's exactly right. And I like, was, oh, that is so sad. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> biting my tongue to not be like, let me educate you for a second, Mister Dermatologist, about why the dandruff on my head has nothing to do with showering or not showering, which by the way, I shower still pretty regularly. But you know, it was just like it. And to yeah. him, it was just such an innocent like, oh, yeah, this is just what happens when you're postpartum, you don't shower and then you get dandruff. And I was like, I don't. Yeah, I first of all, I don't have it in yeah. me. And second of all, I just, you know, it, I didn't feel like it was my place in the moment. And maybe it should have been. And it's just like you're already in such a sensitive yeah, time. Right. We're already like. <laughs> you're like, I don't need you like <laughs> shaming me. What if I'm not showering? I don't need you yeah, shower. Right. Maybe I don't feel like showering. What's it to you, man? Um, but it was, <laughs> right, I feel like that's right. such a perfect example of, to him, it was just like, oh yeah, this is the information that I have. So of course this is what's happening versus the fact that, of, and I don't expect him right. to be, 
to be specialized or even up to snuff on what postpartum postpartum hormones do to postpartum people, right? That's not his job to understand. But when there is a cross-section between hormones and dermatology, a little bit it is his job to understand. But he's not educated from that perspective. So I feel like that's a, a perfect example. of Right. Or just given, like, just even, like, the ability to, like, have outside resources to, like, send you to or be like, I don't know a lot about this, but here's something that you can read and, like, learn more. Like, and there, yeah. that's, like, nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think, I I don't even remember what he said, because I went into full, like, I went fully into my brain and was like, educate the man. Don't educate the man. It's not your place. Tell him to shut up. Tell him he's wrong. Don't tell him anything, you know? Like, I was just had this internal conflict, and I'm sure he probably said something about, right. I don't know, use head and shoulders or something. I have no idea. I don't remember. But that's another perfect example, right? Head yeah. and shoulders, number one dermatologist recommended. But... Were I to use that in postpartum, would it have done anything? Probably not, because the issue is my hormones are completely out of whack because I just had a baby and I'm breastfeeding and I'm not sleeping and hormone regulation is very complicated, right. you know. And I think that's that's what makes me so excited about yeah. what you're doing with Veracity because we have this opportunity now to learn on a massive scale that it's not just about what you're eating or what you're not eating or what you're washing your face with, right? Like even if you're using the best skincare products, if something is going on internal at a gut level, you have to address that internally, not by not topically. Yeah, no, 100%. And like why like we have amazing skincare and it will definitely like help treat um, you know, any symptoms and in a in a super safe like hormonally balanced way. But the way you get real long-term change is through diet, exercise, sleep, like, you know, more of like the actual like, you know, health habits. Um, and that's why like it was important for me to like not just be giving, you know, a lot of personalized skincare out there. Well, you know, it's like some quiz and then it'll, you know, output your three or five best products, et cetera. And that's all the information you get and like when I was thinking about like what veracity should offer, I'm like, no, it needs to go. It, yes, we're, you know, a skincare brand, but like really like I consider us like a broader wellness brand. Cause like, it's important that we talk about skin in conjunction with diet and exercise and all these other things that we know, like actually drive like long-term change and prevent aging and, and all the things that we want, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. And being able to approach it from a holistic perspective, holistic meaning whole body, right? Not like woo woo, where you're going to use crystals and incense, but like. I know. I like wish there was a new word for holistic. We (laughs) we actually talk about this on my team a lot. We, we, we say like whole health now, if anyone has any suggestions, I'd be open. Cause like holistic, it'll, it to me like denotes this like gemstones and crystals kind of wellness where you're just like, I don't know, sitting around a campfire, like chanting or something, um, <laughs> yeah. where Drinking like, your potions. <laughs> we want, yeah, like we're, you know, like we want like a real science-based approach. And like, there are so many things that are science-based. I mean, obviously like things like acupuncture and, you know, whatever, like are, are actually science-based. And it's sad that sometimes like they get grouped into like the sort of woo-woo wellness, um, as well. Um, but hopefully I think that's changing and hopefully we'll continue to, to change as, 
as people are just given more information about what stuff is or, or isn't. Yeah. And, and you guys are contributing to that, to educating the market on to understanding why whole health is the thing that matters. It's not the only thing that matters, right? Some of us, I mean, I guess it's all connected, right? Some of us have genetic predispositions to be different than others, and that also contributes. And it's not necessarily just about what you're putting in your body and supplements and managing hormone levels. Sometimes it goes beyond that, right? Yeah, the cool thing about like hormones or, or it's like, it's like, what can you change? Because your your genes, like it's, it's like, it's you know, good to know what you're predisposed to. And there's certain instances where it's like really important, obviously, like the BRCA gene or something that's like much like very well tied, you know, scientifically tied to your risk factors. But the truth is like, there's a lot to like really build from a genetic standpoint of understanding, okay, if you have this gene, it means you get acne, etc. Like, you know, there's, there's identical twins who still have different like skin conditions and weight and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's because like, you also need a measurement for like what's happening now. Like, cause the thing I, you know, the totally, I'm sure you've experienced, right? Like you're the symptoms or things that you're dealing with from either a skin or, you know, other, other areas of life are totally different. You know, when you're, um, on vacation versus like, you know, two months after you gave birth versus, um, you know, when you just start a new job, et cetera. So it's just like figuring out like what you are, where you are in your life and what that could be like doing to your, to your body now. And then, um, and then thinking about, okay, like I can't control everything, but like, what can I, what can I measure? But then, you know, have steps to like make progress on, like, that's personally like what I get so excited about. It's like, it's not about this like golden, um, like ticket solution of like, I have solved all of your problems. You will never have a skin issue again, or you will never gain a pound or whatever. Um, but, but really to be able to like have the right information about yourself to like make progress. And, and, you know, sometimes that progress is like a little slow and sometimes it's really fast. And, but as long as you're, as long as you're making progress, I feel like it's, it's just so empowering, which is exciting. Yes. And I feel like that transparency is so important, which is exactly what you're doing. You're not baiting people into believing that there's one right way to do it or that you're going to fix all their problems or that, you know, you have the, one skincare product that's going to suddenly change their lives or help them never gain a pound again, right? Like we know that that's not realistic, but that's how people have been marketed to for so long that that people are still used to looking for the quick fix or the one product that's going to be life-changing. And right. your your level of transparency is great because you're like, let's t- let's let's help you understand the whole picture. Let's look at it. Let's talk about estrogen, testosterone, cortisol, how these things are affecting your skin, how these things are affecting you from the inside, what that means for your hydration, what that means for your nutrition, what that means for X, Y, and Z, right? You're yeah. allowing people to to have a peek into truly what's going on behind the scenes instead of just saying, hey, we know what's best and we made this one thing for you that's the best thing. So do that right? Because it's not that yeah. simple. It's just, it just never is that simple. And unfortunately, that's what people have been told for so long is that it is that simple, that golden ticket quick fix, right? Yeah, right. It's like a hard truth, but it's it's like the only truth that will help us really. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you mentioned something earlier that I would love to dive a little deeper into, which is hormone disruptors and what the first of all, what are hormone disruptors? And second of all, what does that mean in skincare? 
and a nutrition? No, that's a super important question. So, um, so, you know, so the technical name is endocrine disruptors because endocrine is your hormones, hormonal system. Um, and, um, but you can think of it as just anything that changes your hormone levels. And that the two main mechanisms that can be is like, you have molecules that either like mimic the same shape of a hormone because taking a step back, your hormones are like your key messenger molecules to everything else, right? Like they control your metabolism, your mood, your, um, uh, your skin, your sweating, you know, body temperature control, your sleep, like everything. Uh, and so they're obviously super important. Um, and endocrine disrupting chemicals can be natural or they can be synthetic. Um, and they're things that either, um, mimic the like molecule in your body. So for example, um, there's a ton of, um, like estrogen, um, like a phytoestrogen type, um, chemicals. So your body, um, could think that, uh, it, it is an estrogen. So it's like, Oh, I, I, I don't need more estrogen. So I'm going to stop making estrogen because I have this estrogen molecule. Um, or it can, um, bind to the receptors that, um, end up like creating, uh, hormones. So it can basically stop production, um, of it, uh, or it can, you know, ramp up production and tell your body to, to make more. Um, and so, you know, our philosophy, uh, well, our philosophy at Brassy is like, look, <laughs> we're exposed. The science is crazy. You're exposed to like something like 85,000 endocrine disrupting chemicals a day. And that includes like the plastic <laughs> water bottle you're drinking out of like the dryer sheets you use, like, um, the, the list, you know, the skincare you're putting on your face, like the list is sort of endless. And some of these are relatively easy to change. And some of them are, are pretty hard, right? Because they're just like, you know, when, when you take a, when someone hands you a receipt at the grocery store, like that's full of like endocrine disrupting chemicals. Um, but like, what, what can you do? That's like sort of our society. Um, but like our philosophy is like the worst, you know, the best thing you can do is allow your body to heal itself by not disrupting its like natural chemical messengers. And so, you know, there are a lot of things you can't control, but you could definitely control what you put on your face. So let's actually use science and look at like, look at ingredients and say, is it known or is, does it have the potential to disrupt hormones? And the, the eye opening thing when I started working, um, with this PhD in hormonal health is like, you know, people just like, it's almost like we're clean washed and we're like, okay, definitely let's take out the freaking toxins that are like, uh, like really obviously horrible for us. Like, you know, phthalates and triclosins and these things that like probably should have never been in our products in the first place. But like, let's do a deeper dive on other chemicals. And, and like I said, and that also includes natural chemicals and understand if they are, you know, affecting our hormones. And there's things like, like soy is a big one. Soy is heavily, heavily used in clean skincare and then obviously non-clean skincare as well. And soy is like a well-known phytoestrogen, um, which in some women, it can increase your estrogen levels. And in other women, it can block or decrease. Um, but you don't actually, you know, know, unless you're measuring your hormones frequently after, you know, either putting this on your face or consuming, et cetera. So it's our philosophy that like, we wanted to create a product that like, at least in the realm of skincare, you know, that you're not like, you know, disrupting, um, your body anymore. Um, and like personally, like I only learned about this 
through, through my journey with infertility and, and trying to get pregnant and, you know, taking all the supplements that are supposed to help you, you know, get to optimal egg quality and reading mm-hmm. that, like, there's all these chemicals that like literally every day you're exposed to that have a huge impact on like women only get into it because of the egg quality issue. Right. And like this, that's crazy because a, your egg quality is built your entire life. Right. So starting it when you're, you know, 30 something trying to get pregnant or 20 something or 40 something, whatever, um, is not enough. And then the, you know, the other thing that people don't talk about enough, in my opinion, is that like, it's not just with fertility. It's like with, you know, endocrine disrupting chemicals can push you into early menopause. Um, and they can, uh, lead to, um, a disruption that like makes you more susceptible to cancer. Like there's just like, there's no reason anyone should want them, whether you're like, whether you're having babies or post having babies. Um, and so, you know, uh, we're, you know, we're trying to do our part by bringing this like very scientific definition to clean skincare. Um, and then also just like, you know, on our website, we have a section called the knowledge where we, um, it's all written by independent journalists and we interview, you know, doctors and, and med- and, re- uh, reference medical studies, but make it like accessible for you to like, like digest and also have clear takeaways. And so like, we have a really good piece on like endocrine disrupting chemicals and how you can like identify them and, and just simple steps that you can use to like cut as many of them out of your life as possible. Yeah, that's so great. I'm gonna have to go check that out. I would love if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what greenwashing is, because that is also a hot topic that is starting to come up as we're starting to create more awareness around natural products. When you were talking about soy being a, uh, an ingredient in a lot of natural skincare products, I thought of greenwashing. Do you, is that something you feel comfortable talking about for a minute? Yeah. I mean, at a high level, obviously like there's so many nuances <laughs> to all these discussions, but like within the world of beauty and skincare, I would say the two like quote unquote realms of greenwashing are either within like clean and what it means to be clean or not. And then also within the world, the, you know, buzzword sustainability. Um, and, and it's hard, right? Cause like a lot of these things require trade-offs, right? Like people want, uh, you know, beautiful, like, uh, skincare that feels amazing as soon as you, uh, put it on, but, uh, they don't want to use silicon. So, which is, which is what we like, we've invested tons of money, like in our R and D on the skincare side to be able to create products that have that. But like, you know, there's a lot of brands that kind of just go like with off the shelf formulas. And so, you know, they're clean, but have these things because they don't want to, you know, they want to have the sort of texture that you're familiar with or, um, or, you know, fragrance is a big one, right? Like, so fragrance, um, there's a lot of clean brands that you open it up and like, it's like this really amazing, um, sensorial experience where you're like, Oh, this smells amazing. It smells like fresh roses or whatever. But, you know, it could be chock fulls of like essential oils that like are also endocrine disrupting chemicals, fragrance in general, both synthetic and sometimes natural fragrance is one of the biggest culprits of, um, of hormone disruption. Um, so, so that's one area. And then the really hard one to navigate, you know, quite frankly, is, is sustainability because, you know, people are like, does sustainability mean, um, uh, you know, does it mean literally not like having any waste or does it mean trying to be minimally wasteful? Does it mean like 
you know, so like, let me give you an example. Like as a brand, we're all about like endocrine disruptor free. So all of our packaging is in glass um, because glass is the, you know, plastic, even if it's BPA free, is hard to actually verify. And like, and plastic um, is all around us and it gets, you know, gets warm in the truck that it's delivered on and the, you know, melts a little bit and then gets into your formula or your water bottle, et cetera. Um, and so, you know, it's important for us to use glass. Um, and then other people will argue that like, oh, well, glass can be less sustainable because even though it's a hundred percent recyclable, um, because it's slightly heavier to ship and that's less sustainable. So, you know, I think, um, the challenge with, with, you know, brands, person, like people is just like, you have to educate yourself to know like what your priorities are and then, you know, how, you know, uh, how you're going to like live your life or what products you're going to choose or choose to believe versus just like these, I, I really just hate these like blanket, blanketed terms of, oh, this is clean or this is sustainable. It's like, well, why, what about it is doing it? Um, and we just need to make that easy for people. Cause like, you know, we're all so busy. Like, I don't want to be bothered. Like, reading through like a dossier of like information about why something is clean. Um, I just want to be given enough information so that like I can assess it and decide whether it's like makes sense or not. Yeah. It's, I was actually thinking of when you were talking about that, I was thinking of we're in the process of buying a couch right now and I've been doing, trying to do internet research, which is, you know, it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, but a rabbit hole. (laughs) I was, I was, trying to look for uh, furniture companies that are sustainable in their practices, that are making their furniture out of real things and not just like plastics and microplastics and different, you know, different versions of plastics, but like actual real upholstery, like quality fabrics, quality fillings, wanting to make sure that the bones of the the couch are made out of wood and not, you know, something that's going to off-gas for the next 50 years. And off-gassing was a thing that was really important to me to make sure that the, the filling and the the fabrics and everything were going to be safe in our home with, you know, all of us. With your kids running That's around. Exactly that. Right. Yeah. And so I made the mistake of typing in, first I searched sustainable furniture brands, and then I searched eco-friendly furniture brands. And it is like, man, it is like across the board, the things that would come up. Like one came up and it was like, this furniture brand is sustainable because we use fabrics that were hand hand um loomed by you know this tribe in africa and it's straight from this tribe in africa hand loomed fabric straight to your doorstep and it doesn't go through factory treatments and it doesn't go through x y and z and that's wonderful but then it's like that's one aspect of one thing right and then and then so then i was like oh man right, but like right. are these people that are making that are looming this fabric are they being paid fair wages are we exploiting them for their, right. <laughs> for their labor <laughs> you know and it just like it's like no matter where you go, if you type in any of the hot button like trendy words right now, it's like the the things that come up are just it's vast and it's really hard to hone in on exactly what it is that you're looking for, depending on what your priorities are, like you said. Yeah, no, it's that's oh, that's such a great like I can totally relate to that experience. And plus, like you put on the background of it, I know like furniture takes forever to get delivered right now. And so then you're like, Okay, well, I like this option, but it's going to be ready a year from now. Like, great. <laughs> yeah, we literally were looking at an ottoman a couple of days ago because we have a coffee table. And now that our youngest is mobile, 
she has on more than one occasion taken the corner of the coffee table to her head or some other hard part of her body. And so we were like, okay, we need to get an ottoman. We need to get something leather or something, you know, upholstered. And we found this one that we thought was perfect. And it was like, yeah, order now. It'll be ready in March of 2022. Oh, my gosh. "Mm, So that's not the thing for us. Yeah. At that point, she'll be too tall. Yeah, Um, exactly. But but it is so hard to figure out and figuring out sourcing and figuring out how the fabric is treated and what kind of – if it is performance – grade fabric what are they treating it with what are, are they using flame retardants what are the stain resistant treatments that they're doing because all that stuff matters and mm-hmm. like you were saying those are these are all things that are that are well-known contributing hormone disruptors endocrine endocrine disruptors and there's just not a lot of transparency either which i find is so interesting that we we don't have to inform people that these things have adverse reactions as far as your health is concerned it's just it's like oh well it's a couch so that's not something they're putting in their body so it doesn't matter we don't have to right talk about like in an ideal world talk about the like 200 chemicals yeah i mean in an ideal world we would have like regulatory practices that would sort of like do this for us so that as like normal people we don't have to worry about these things but it's almost like industry like um you know just just no nobody looked into these things for the longest time it's not that like people even knew these things were like cancer causing or hormone disrupting or whatever no one just bothered to do the research right they're like oh when you add this um filler it like has a really nice like texture to it like for i didn't know the crazy one of the crazier like endocrine disrupting um ones for me was you know those like flossers that you can buy that like you can get like the glide ones that like just feel much nicer between your teeth that like don't feel like you're like yeah. I don't know about to like cut yourself and you're like these are amazing mm-hmm. like and they're like you look at the actual ingredients and they're like some of the worst like personal care products you can be using um because the coating that they use on that to make it feel so nice is like horrible for you and you're like right <laughs> crap like why, why, why did someone just like make that not exist in the first place because like as a customer you're like this is great like it does have like functional benefits but doesn't mean i'm willing to make that those trade-offs <laughs> right right because it's because ever, and everyone has different priorities right that company's priority is to market convenience they want to make you feel they want their product to make you feel good they discovered an issue they discovered a problem in the market floss hurts Sometimes you feel like you're just yeah. like sawing your gums right. in half. So here's their solution, right? And to them, they're like, we did it. We did the thing. But that thing then creates a different problem. <laughs> so it's like this just constant cycle of we're fixing one thing and then something else crops up. And then we have to generate awareness around that issue. And then it moves on to the next thing. And then what's the issue with the next thing? And how do we how do we get closer to perfection and that's of course subjective because different people have different ideas of what the perfect floss is based on is comfort their biggest priority is not having hormone disrupting chemicals in their floss their biggest priority it's tough it's really tough (laughs) i know i know it's so tough (laughs) but i do i do and that going back to veracity that's what i think is so great about what you guys are doing is that you're not you're the way that your education presents itself on your website and i imagine you know if i were to buy your products i would imagine it's very similar because it kind of seems to be your theme you're not taking a heavy-handed approach to education you're more just going to people and saying hey come with me i'm going to show you a better way and and not there's 
it doesn't appear that there's a lot of marketing manipulation in the way that you guys have structured your company, which is honestly, I think probably harder to do than the alternative because marketing manipulation is how you get people to buy, right? So you have to be right, strategic right. in your marketing, but also honest, which I which I I was really excited about when I was looking at your website is you guys are just like, here's the information, here's the facts, you know, here's if you if you go with us, here's what you can expect. And it's kind of all laid out for you that there's not a lot going on behind the scenes that is not readily available to your target demographic. Well, thank you for saying that. Cause I, that honestly means a lot. And, you know, so the name veracity is, it actually means like a commitment to truth, like habitually truthful. And that's why we chose it. Cause we're like, that's the philosophy that we want to live by. And it, it it relates to both like what we'll do as a company and also like sort of your own truth and being able to discover the own truth of your, you know, your hormones and skin and et cetera. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like, I know it partly as a, like a marketer and you read all these like digital marketing hacks and whatever, and you're like, no, these don't apply. Like it would be great to be able to, to like message, you know, even skin type, for example, is like that key, like marketing hack, right? Like people like skin type is not a thing. Like it is not a medical diagnosis. Like <laughs> your skin changes yeah. all the time, but it's like a really quick sort of like thing that people can relate to and have been told. And so it's like, you know, a lot of brands are like, uh, skincare for dry skin, skincare for oily skin. Um, but like, there's like, there's so many nuances too to like why your skin is oily or why it is dry. And that's what we're trying to help with. And, and sort of, you know, just like be like, no, a lot of these things are made up marketing, not real like health and science based. And, um, and so for that, like, you know, may, maybe that sometimes we like are slower or we just have to like spend more time with people as they get to like understand like what we are and who we're, what we're about, but that's okay. Yeah. That also reminded me. So back, back in the day I used to work at Equinox and I had, I thought that my, I thought I had oily skin because my, the surface of my facial skin presented as oily and no matter how many dermatologists yeah. or, or no matter how many facials I had had prior to that, no one said anything. And I was getting a facial from my friend who was the spa manager and she was doing the facial and she was talking me through everything because she understood, she knew that I was the kind of person that wanted to learn and understand my body and how to take care of it. So she, we're doing the facial and she's like, your skin, like you're under the surface of your skin is really, really dehydrated. What do you use? And I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I use these products for oily skin. And she was like, you don't have oily skin. Like the surface of your skin yeah. might be oily, but your skin is really dehydrated. Like your skin is really, really, really dry. And I was like, but what do you mean? I, my skin presents as oily, right? I'll use like a, right. what are those little strips that like the oil absorbing, you know, um, oh, yep. little yep. leaflets that you can carry in your purse. I used to use those all the time because my, especially in my T-zone, it would present as very oily, but actually the root issue was much, much deeper than that. Right. But no one had ever yeah. thought to, I, I think back to all the facials that I had had prior to that and no one ever said anything to me about it. They just did the facial and then I went on with my day and then eventually my skin would go back to presenting as oily or presenting as combination. And she was like, you don't have, you need to, you need to hydrate your skin. You need a hydrating, um, facial cleanser. You need a hydrating toner. You need a hydrating moisturizer. Like you need to get hydration in your skin. And once I started using products for dry skin, it completely changed my entire, uh, presentation of my skin. My skin was like less, 
what's even the word? I mean, I I looked more. I definitely looked more hydrated. It's not but I had more color to my yeah. skin. Right, right. I like more, your I was... your skin was like being like I'm literally being stripped of all the oil. So then it's like freaking out, and it's like more oil because it's right. like doesn't have the basis that it needs. It's it's so crazy. Like what. You know, it makes it ends up making sense where you're like, why did I like how did we how did I not like have help like figuring this out? <laughs> yeah. And for years, for I mean, probably since high school, I thought I just had oily skin. So I would always treat my skin as though I had oily skin and use products that were made for oily skin. And it was just perpetuating the issue. And I switched, you know, this was almost 10 years ago that I started switching to uh, more oil-based products and products for very, very dry skin. And now it is like, I have, I'm down to five, four, four to five products a day, depending that's not on a day that I exfoliate, but just like basic oil-based cleanser, moisturizing toner, basic oil-based moisturizer. And these, all these oil-based things that I thought were going to be the worst thing. Cause I thought they were going to make my skin look more oily. Now my skin just looks yeah. like healthy skin, right? So it's like, oh, well, congratulations. Just, Good. <laughs> thank you. But I just, it's wild to think about the fact that I for so long didn't know because I was like you were saying, I was following the the diagnoses that we are handed. Oh, does your skin present as oily? You have oily skin. Treat your skin as such. And right. I have been doing that for decades. It's like when you go by I... symptoms, it's like... Right. Yeah, that's like what what's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. So anyway, all that to say, I'm thrilled that you guys exist. I It's one of those things where I wish you existed 20 years ago and I'm so happy you exist today because, you know, then you you get to be the you get to be someone else's 20 years ago starting today, right? So the 20 years from now, they look back and they go, oh my yeah. God, my skin has been so healthy thanks to veracity. And because I understand my body now on a deeper level than I used to. So... I think my last question for you is just when people come to you, if they're listening and they want to click in the podcast notes, they want to click on your website and they want to go take a look, they come to you, they have the option to do the saliva test. What can they expect as, I'm going to say patient for lack of a better word, because you are treating the whole body. If they come to you as a patient, yeah. what can they expect as their sort of care process with veracity? Yeah. So it's, we try to keep it as sim super simple as possible because we want people to get the benefits without it being this like crazy intense, like overly medical experience. So, you know, you go online, you order your kit, you're sent what's called our skin and health profile. So we ask some questions that enable us to like accurately interpret your results. So, you know, obviously hormones change throughout your cycle. So we need to ask you like things like the first day of your last period, or if you're not menstruating, um, you know, if you're in menopause or just, you know, pregnant or breastfeeding, et cetera. Um, and then we also ask, um, other like lifestyle questions. Um, uh, so we can, like I said, again, get you the best, um, personalized recommendations, um, possible. Uh, then when you get your test kit in the mail, it's, um, you know, it has everything. It's the simplest thing ever. It's literally just like a small saliva tube. You spin that, um, it has everything you need to mail back, email back. And then in less than two weeks, um, you'll get, you know, an, uh, an email with your results, which will have, um, it'll have all of your actual readings and you can see your readings versus like the normal range and sort of where you fall and what things are balanced or imbalanced, et cetera. Um, and then we give you content around, um, what that means for your skin, what, uh, 
products and ingredients you should be using as well as what it um, can mean for your overall health. So like some of the most amazing feedback I've gotten, you know, is, is when customers um, take our tests and they're like, well, I came to you for acne, but I realized um, when I was reading through the effects of low progesterone, like I'm suffering from these other things too. And it makes so much sense. Like, that's what I love hearing when, you know, they're like, it makes so much sense. They're learning those things are connected. And then they have the diet lifestyle and supplement recommendations also included that like give them the next steps on like how to, you know, start making progress and change. So yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. It's, it's really fast and easy, but also allows you to get sort of like information about yourself like you've never had before, which is super exciting. Yeah. And it just, and that's, I mean, I keep saying this, but that's what I love so much about the concept is that yes, you are treating the root cause of healthy skin or, or lack thereof, but it, it is such a deeper understanding of your body as a whole and how you, how you can best function to optimize output on a daily basis, right? So you are learning things that maybe don't have anything to do with skin, but do like you were saying, if you have low progesterone, then you're probably tired a lot. I had, I remember when I first was diagnosed with low progesterone and I was given the topical skin cream that you're supposed to rub on like the more sensitive parts of your skin and you're supposed to do it between uh, ovulation and menstruation. And so I was doing that and then I learned that that's actually not the best thing to do. But, you know, it's just there's there's so much trial and error involved. And I feel like you guys sort of take a lot of that guesswork out of the process for people. People come to you and they get they get to run their tests, but then they just get helpful and real information. And it's, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a very eye-opening and helpful experience that goes beyond just treating skincare. But but like I said, you're actually treating the patient. You're actually giving people tangible tools for for better lifestyle outcomes. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. And that's that's the goal. So um, I know uh, we've done that for, you know, some folks so far and just hope to, you know, keep keep being able to offer that to, to more and more people. Yes, which I'm, I'm just so happy you guys exist. I need to I was just looking at your website. I think I have to go order um, a saliva test and see see what I get out of it because I'm so curious to know. Oh, definitely. I would love for that. <laughs> and I'd love to to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that and I'll let you know. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Um, okay. Well, as we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share for our listeners? No, I'm just so appreciative that you had me on and we had this like a discussion because I just think it's so important for, like I said, women in any stage to sort of just have the tools to, um, to make the best decisions for them. So I, and I love what your podcast is about and, um, you know, bringing this community together for topics that matter. Yeah. Thanks, Allie. Thank you so much for your time today too. And just sharing everything that you're doing because of course, and we didn't even dive into it at all, but like how important it is to pay attention to truly clean skincare and endocrine disruptors for pregnant people and for postpartum people, because as we know, that affects breast milk and that can affect baby and it's all connected and so i guess maybe we'll have to have you back to talk about (laughs) skincare specifically 2.0 yeah sounds good to me (laughs) okay that's let's do that i'm gonna do my saliva test then we can talk about it and you can share about skincare for pregnancy that sounds perfect i can't wait (laughs) okay awesome thank you so much for your time today oh well thank you this has been so fun 